0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Design Recharge. I'm your host, Diane Gibbs, and this is another Rapid Recharge. It's kind of part two of what we started talking about last week. And I guess it's about confidence. It's about getting your feet, on trying something new, and figuring out if that new thing is right. And how long do you have to practice something before you know if it's right? So... I'm going to show you some, um, a couple of videos when, so there was a, a hurricane or a tropical storm. It never really got to hurricane status. I think hurricane status is 70 miles an hour. I think it was like 65. Anyway, we had a lot of wind and I love that part of a storm. I know that's really weird. I probably would have been a storm chaser in another life. I really think, so do y'all like that? Is that fun for you? Um, leave me in the comment, that'd be awesome. If you, are excited by storms. I don't really like tornadoes, but sort of, I guess a little. Um, Ideally, (laughs) Amy says she does not like storms, does not like storms at all. So when I lived in Colorado, it was such a change. Like I grew up in the South and there was You know, we would have storms and the smell when the rain started coming, when it was hot, especially in the summer, like that is one of my favorite smells. And just that rumble. Um, I love the lightning, like to shut the lights off in the house and just watch the lightning, I think is really fun. I I, I like it shaking, but I don't want it to kill me, you know. And I guess that's that's the difference. I always have faith that I'm not going to die. I guess. So, <clears throat> hey, Jeremy, great to come in, right? As I say that, um, <clears throat> but anyway, I love that part of storms, and yeah, uh, crew says tornadoes are a big no. I'm I'm with you. I definitely I don't like these things, but I I guess I. I like thunderstorms, and when I moved to Colorado, there we really just didn't have the same kind of storms. We didn't have that rumble. We didn't have um, that the prep. There was, you know, I mean, growing up in Atlanta, you don't really have a lot of prep. It's just tornado would come and you would hide and do your head down, and that was it. You know, it wasn't really there wasn't a lot of other prep. I'm just kidding. And I have no, I haven't really looked at these image uh, videos so. <laughs> We'll see <clears throat> what they look like. So, but to me, I love storms. I love the smell. I love that it happens often. I love the rumble. I love going to sleep to a storm. Um, and to me, so there's something exciting when the wind picks up to me. Hey, Matt. <clears throat> hey, Taylor. Hey, Tim. Um, anyway, so... To me, uh, we are all dry. Taylor asked, and um, anyway, and Kent's here. So good to see everybody. I'm gonna open up this file if I can find it. I'm gonna move y'all over for a second. So it, i really getting. So it's normal for us to have these storms, especially at this time of year. We're doing these prep and we're doing whatever for. Um, we don't board up our windows every time, you know, we're not that like that, but I went out there and I started watching the trees and we have a lot of pecans and oak. So we're really far South. <clears throat> and so I'm going to share my screen. And again, remember, I haven't looked at these. So hopefully I don't think I was talking, but it might be a little brilliant witch. Cause I was using a real camera. So it probably wasn't super steady. I should have probably had a, um, a, Um, oh, I'm going to have to do each one. Oh, that's a bummer. Okay. Well, we'll just start at the beginning. Um, So I think you guys can see this. Nope. This one. Nope. This one. I can't even get to the right one. Okay. So I was watching, oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's not even focused. So this is the day that it was, it was going to start and it was going to be like get 10 o'clock this night, and this is like four in the afternoon, maybe, and so this is pretty far away. You, know, The tree right at the center, like right here, is a pecan tree, and <clears throat> there's a lot of other pecan trees. This is a pecan tree. All right, so let me stop. I know it's weird. It won't let me like um, show all of them at once, but I started looking. I started really noticing. Oh, this one's a good one. Let's see if I can share this one. I think this is it. So this tree right here, can you guys see where my mouse is? Of course, I can't see you talking to me because let's see if I can pull the chat out. Yeah. And maybe you guys can see this. Um, Okay. Amy says, yes. Matt says, yes. Thank you. So this, look at how thin these, these limbs are. And I, I, this is going to come back to creativity in just a second and trying something new. But they're really – and they really started whipping. Oh, I mean, really – and you can see how fast the um, clouds are moving. But look at – these are really having to bend. And pecan trees are really brittle. So they're – I mean, and that tree in particular is really – moving right you guys see this I mean maybe it's not that bad for y'all but it was you know it doesn't normally move that quite that much and I think about how often we get so settled and kind of stuck where we are that we are that trunk or we are a big branch and that's the thing with pecan trees is they have these big branches that are like tree trunks you know they're really really wide well Sometimes when we're trying something new, I feel like we're out here on these little limbs. they' we they're like twigs, you know, they're real green, so they're real flexible. And they they bend when so when the industry, I realize we're not in focus. When the industry changes, you can bend and flex, which I think is a good a good. A good thing especially when you're trying something new you're kind of trying to see if this is gonna work or not it's not something you're already super committed to and super like known for but you're you're figuring out where it goes okay let's see two six five two all right let me share this one I know this is a bunch of random I should have probably made like one bigger large um let me see I'm sorry like I it has two windows um, oh, well, we'll just try this one. So here's another, this is from maybe another angle. I don't remember where this is in my yard, but it was windy. Okay. So I was thinking, and you can kind of see how it comes down, but this is another pecan tree. Oh yeah. Oh, that's an oak tree. and It already had one dead limb. It already fell, right? That even in just this wind, it was falling. So this is looking to the other neighbor. Sorry, it's really, um, I'm not even on a tripod, <clears throat> but I thought, okay, well, this is an oak and oak is built differently than, and you can see it's built differently than a pecan. And I thought, ooh, mm, you know, I mean, a lot of people think oh, pecan trees, not so great. And they're not really, to be honest, they're not so great. Um, I, I mean, I have a bunch of these little ones. I was trying to find the ones that were really good, but um, hmm, we'll see. Oh, I guess i it does pull' them up front, okay, so this is <clears throat> this is my house, I think that's the forklift. I don't know where I'm standing, maybe I'm out in the other, so it's really windy. This is a pecan tree, and then you see I think this right here is an oak, but the oaks I always feel like they're protecting they're they have lots of limbs and branches, and they're not as i mean they're it's lower usually. But the pecans go and they have these big, long offshoots, which I feel like is when we take a a, a path that's kind of on a new offshoot of something. So say it's an illustration style or say it's a design style or sometimes it's just even using a new typeface, right? But for me, it was such a – when I looked at this and I thought about this, I thought about how it's so similar to how we hold on to things – And sometimes we get, especially early in our career, later in our career, actually, it's not especially in anything. It's just where you are in life if you get really settled. So I know people who have wanted to change fields. I know Amy's changed fields, went from video to doing design. And you can't think that you're going to make the same amount as you were making in the video world because you were a senior or you were a a director or something, you kind of have to start over. Now I'm not saying you have to start over as in production, but a lot of times you're not starting. Like if you've been a print designer, you're not going to be able to start at the same, you know, you're an art director. You're not going to be able to start as an art director at a UX UI. And I feel like that's a, or, you know, wherever I was just using that as an example. If you haven't done some of that basic work before, and I feel like that's that pecan limb that's going in that offshoot really, really far up and the wind comes, right? Something happens. And here's, I I tried to write a little bit about this. So I I think of a trait or a skill or a style that people really like about you, but the industry's um, always changing. It's changing constantly. So, And maybe you're unwilling to shift. So I've seen illustrators that do this. They don't really shift and then they kind of lose what they're doing, their livelihood. So then they had to completely change. Um, Okay. So Amy clarified. Um, She didn't change. She was living in LA and in a union. So moving to North Carolina, no matter what, she was going to make less. So, you know, you, but people aren't, I you know, I'm not going to go out as a mainly doing a lot of print or some web i'm not going to be able to go and make as much or even maybe get the kind of job that a senior ux ui person would be able to do so i think about this or his style um i think about this as um maybe even a trait that you're known for but you're inflexible you're not you're not willing to change so then when these storms come through right something in the industry changes or something in life happens. So you lose this big limb. You lose this thing that was, you were putting a lot of, um, you were banking on this limb. So in, oh, bookers. In pecans, so I brought some that fell, it's heavy, right? So that's one of the reasons that pecans are so, bad the trees they break and these big big limbs will fall and it they're heavy they're really really I know you can't tell but they're these little three are pretty heavy I had a whole thing but I think there were four and one fell off but they are so I'm going to drop this me you can kind of even hear just with um how I don't know if you could hear the sound or not but I feel like when and Matt's talking about as an illustrator, he created or marketed lots of illustration styles right from the beginning just because of this principle you talked about. I was considering it casting a wide web and many branches, exactly. So that's more like oak, I feel like. So sometimes we go in this long pecan tree and we just bank all of it on one. So we have all these, the fruit of our labor or whatever is banking on this one. But what happens when a storm comes, right? You lose the limb and the limb falls. So that client dried up, or the client can't that we have more than 50% of our income coming in from. Um, or or maybe it's a style that you're unwilling to break from and nobody's wanting that style anymore. Or maybe it's a lifestyle that you're not willing to change. Meaning I not not me, but pretend like I lived in a, a mansion and it had, or maybe not, just a house with a pool. I don't have a pool. I have a lot of trees. So, you know, it's just I, w- I don't want to not put my kids in, you know, dance, soccer, gymnastics, blah, blah, blah. So it's all these things that I'm not willing to sacrifice because that's the lifestyle I've created. And I feel like when you're going to change, when you're going to try something new, you have to be like those limbs on the very end. They don't have a ton of fruit right? And I'm not saying cast a huge, wide net, but like Matt, if you look at Matt's um, website, Matt, will you put your website in the chat so I can share it? Because his his stuff is amazing. Matt Wood, huh, it's funny. We're talking about Wood today or pecan trees. So Matt, M-A-T-T-W-O-O-D for you guys that are listening, check his website out. Great illustrator, lots of different styles. He is very, very flexible. And it could be That he's gone, but I, you know, it doesn't seem like he's banked everything on one thing. So when that pecan limb, if I was a pecan farmer and I lost this big limb or a big storm came through and I lost a lot of my yield, then, you know, what's going to happen is I'm not going to be able to, I hope I had insurance on my crop insurance, right? But we don't have crop insurance, quote unquote. So I was thinking about, um, you know, when people want to try a new industry, I already said that anyway, um, okay. So they want to make the same salary or you're trying something new and you expect a client to pay you at the same rate that you were doing for something that you've been an expert in. I feel like there is some flexibility, especially when you're in that green zone, And sometimes you're not sure if you want to be in, you haven't tried enough of that green stuff to see if that's really what you want to do. Um, And Matt has a great quote. Diversity can help you overcome adversity. And there's a, I don't know who said this, but there's um, in business, they say they, whoever they is say to have seven different income streams. And so I feel like that's the way could be with styles for illustrators. It could be, with um different so say you make fonts but then you also do help write blog posts for you know my fonts or something or do you know what I mean so there are different income streams and so I tried to think about what my different income streams were and so I have more than seven buckets so maybe that's a problem you know maybe it's too much but I definitely feel like I don't have all of it in one basket like I feel like if I lost my job as a teacher I feel like I could do design. And then I always feel like if if I can walk and I can talk, I can always be a waitress again. Like I feel like I could do that. You know, I always can bank on that unless maybe I've had a stroke or something. I can't, I don't know. Anyway, here's my seven buckets. And these are maybe not all things I'm making money at, but places I could. Maybe you have more than seven. Have you thought about other places to castor net so it being the oak tree instead of the pecan tree. So the analogy is the pecan trees are really brittle. They grow really big bulky trunks or tall trunks and then they go these really tall, really thick limbs that have a lot of the fruit on it. So you're banking on a couple of those things. And they the thicker the trunk or the thicker the width of the limb, the more inflexible you are. So you can't bend when the wind blows, whatever the wind, storm, whatever is. So, um, And I also thought about being pruned, right? So did you know that blueberry bushes actually will yield more if it has more ability to have air coming through, so you have to cut off. Um, I mean, Lord knows with privet hedge, I don't know anybody, I do not like privet hedge. Man, that stuff grows like, I don't know, weeds. It is like a weed, I guess. I mean, some people think it's really beautiful. If you want some, I've got so many, you can come get them. But privet hedge, you cut it and it'll be like, oh, let's have 10 where you cut it. So it's really important that you cut it in a certain way or try to kill it in a certain way, but blueberry bushes, they need air going through. And I'm not really sure why, um, but it does have to do with airflow. So you don't want this really compact bush. And I think, you know, you have to prune some good um, branches away that have fruit or will produce fruit so that more fruit can grow. So it's kind of like um, a tomato plant, I know, it sort of seems like I'm a farmer. I have had a, uh, we have a big garden and I do sell stuff at farmer's markets sometimes. But so here's the tomato plant. I should have probably had a visual. And then there's a, you know, a, a another branch that comes off the side. And then sometimes there'll be a third branch. So this is the, this is the, this birdie finger is the second one. I'm kind of making a K or a W, I guess. And the pointer finger is the middle one. And these shoots need to be cut out. You have to pull those. Those are called suckers. And you pull those off because if not, it'll just keep making these more plants. That little thing will make a whole new tomato plant. You can actually pull the sucker, put it in water for a little bit, and then you can put it in dirt in like two weeks and you have a whole nother tomato plant. But if you just let it grow like it wants to grow, you're never gonna have the kind of fruit that you could yield. So you have to kind of prune. So sometimes these storms produce it's terrible right but you've been pruned and it's been a a natural pruning i guess Um, okay so here are some of the areas of seven buckets just to kind of give you an idea Um, some of you make money on creative market you have a product or you have um, an illustration style and you can kind of package it and then people who are not illustrators or designers Um, can take it and make cards out of it or make invitations for birthday things. So that's one option. I don't do that one. Um, I do place people. So placement services, I have something called recruiting creatives where I place budding new designers with budding entrepreneurs who are ready to grow to that next level. So that's like a, I don't do it a ton. I do it really kind of sparsely, but it is something that I do. So that's where I can make a little bit of money. I could, I could sell a course. You could sell a course. You could have some sort of digital product that wasn't just like a $12 thing from creative market. Maybe have something, maybe you're on Skillshare. um, That's one, or you could put, hold it on your own. If you have enough people coming to you, you know, maybe Matt, that could be something you could teach people is how to have diversity in your illustration style and how to grow different styles and then market yourself to different people. Cause I actually think, I I think that that would be something that people would pay for. I'm not sure exactly how much people would pay for, but it would be something that I would want to go over and over and over when I get a new style and then come back and do it again and Find out another new style. So, however, you've been able to do that, that would be something you've um, figured out because you have a lot of styles that are really good. It's not like you're in growth, green stage in those styles. So, that's an idea. Um, Patreon, I've been talking about it. I will get it done, but that's a way for people. Um, you could do Google Ad Search, right? If you have an audience or you have something like that, that's a way. I don't have, I mean, I don't, I'm not doing that. I do sell domains like on Little Bird Communications. Um, I can sell you hosting or emails or whatever, which is something that I do, haven't really worked on it. And I realized I've never given, I have a reseller from GoDaddy, I'm a reseller. And I'm never given away my, I'm never focused on that. And so I just was sitting on, and they have like $350 that they'll be sending me soon. So that was terrific, you know, But I because I had never set up how they were supposed to pay me. So that's terrific. You could have physical products like T-shirts. We had talked about having T-shirts last week, but I do have sketchbooks, so that's something. um, Obviously, you can sell your design, my logos, you know, whatever, my design services, that's one. I also have teaching, um, which we kind of already talked about, but like I have a master's so I can teach. Um, I wouldn't necessarily want to teach at another university, I think that that would be a conflict of interest. I can only teach at one university, but I could have courses that I teach to non um, not my students. Um, speaking, um, if you're doing a lot of talks or you're doing workshops, things like that, that's some way for you to get. You could also, I don't do this, but pe- some people do, is writing. They are writing for somebody else they're doing a blog or they're helping somebody else with a blog or they're editing a blog or articles that are coming in and then there's consulting sometimes it's just me and somebody sitting down and i'm trying to help them figure out how they can get a job or what they could do to um, hone in on their industry again i think we all do this with our clients right realistically this is what we do so maybe this is something you realize that you're really good at and you start helping other designers now there is a sticky space i think personally it's not something that i want to market because i feel kind of i feel car salesy a little bit doing that but i do think that there's something valued in it and it's something i would pay somebody else to help me do so i'm not sure why i would feel bad about doing that I don't feel bad about doing it with a business but maybe with another designer I'm not sure but I actually feel like maybe there's certain things like Matt I looked at Matt's site the other day and I was just blown away and I was like whoa we've got to talk because he does have a lot of styles so there's something there that I think he can teach us and so one he could have a course but he also just could consult with other illustrators um, other designers Um, and then for me, for the podcast, I could do sponsorships. So I guess it's really sponsored by Little Bird Communications. Um, but I could write some sponsors. This is in my list of things. But I counted these up, and I know it's more than what because I've said more things than what I had on this sheet of paper. But one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. That's eleven things that I'm doing, or could be doing, podcast. Um, sponsorships, things like that. But, but maybe my problem and maybe it's some of yours is that I need to focus more. Or how many times am I telling you about my sketchbooks? I hadn't told you about my sketchbooks probably two years. Those things, those things. Thank you, Rhonda. Um, I think, it, so that's what Jeremy says, selling swag on your website, stickers enamel pins, things like that. I feel like those are things that we have to keep reminding people. And so you get a lot of emails a lot of times um, from people and it could be annoying, right? You're like, Holy crap. How many times are you going to email me this week? And maybe there's a, maybe there's a, a happy place because you know, my uh, massage therapist lady, she emails me once a month and it's a good reminder. Hey, you know, maybe I should get it. Now, I'm not getting a, a massage once a month, I'm probably getting one like twice a year. It would be great if I could get them one-to-one, but um, that that could be something. So, you know, you got to find your sweet spot and you got to find when people, how often you're coming out with something new. But if you never tell somebody about what you have, then nobody will buy it. I remember when I launched um, a, a course, which is no longer available, um, but Jeremy luckily did it for me. Um, when... I launched, I sent one email and that was it. I never reminded people. And my sister, thank you, Jeremy. Um, my sister said, Well, Diane, you know, if how many people don't open their emails? You know, they might just think it's another design recharge or that's something else that they'll just get the reminder. So it's very important that you establish a day and a time for these things. I went to a webinar yesterday by this guy that's actually from Mobile. I didn't know he was. His name's Brian Harris, I think. And he was selling a email, he was telling us how to do an email sales pitch, kind of like the funnel of how to get people in and things like that, and giving you ideas. So you're getting something for free by doing, going to this webinar, but then they're selling something at the end. It was like $1,000 pretty much. And I did not buy it, but I, it's not that it's not a quality. I just don't have an extra thousand dollars right now, and I know I'm the time to do it. So I think about, you know, but somebody's buying this. People come. Some people get upset that they're offering to sell something at the end, but, you know, it, it, people are trying to make money and they have something. They have to tell people about it. A webinar is a great way to get people in. So I think about things like this. I think about, okay, well, you know, what if. I only told people once about this sketchbook, and I never showed it, never did anything, then only the people that opened that one email. You know, to me, as on the other side, what I learned from this is, one, you have to tell people more than once. It's very uncomfortable for me, but if you do it in a way, and this is kind of what the guy yesterday, Brian Harris, was talking about, is you have to give it, give so much value beforehand that they're absolutely happy to purchase something for you. So I'm not sure how I can do that with a sketchbook, but if I was doing that with content, like say Matt does a webinar about, I'm totally making up this course for you, buddy. Um, (laughs) You could probably do this. Um, If he had this course, he could come on Design Recharge, talk about it, and then he could sell some um, of these from this episode. So, and he doesn't have a course yet. We'll say yeah, because I think that would be a great thing for you to do, Matt. Um, but what you know, what can you do, or what aren't you doing? What aren't what do you have right now that you're not monetizing? What what do you have that you've made or that you've helped people with? I know Jeremy's excellent at customer service. He worked in a coffee shop. He was a manager. He did schedules. He had to deal with all kinds of things, upset customers, sometimes upset people who work there. There's having customer service skills is another skill that sometimes designers don't possess. So that is something else that I think being part of a team, Jeremy's really good at, at building a team. And I feel like all those things, especially milks, I don't know what that means. Oh, boogers. This is where I either don't drink coffee or I'm too old and I don't know what milks mean. Specialty. Oh, specialty. Oh oh yeah. Almond milk. Okay. I got you. Coconut. I'm with you. So special, (laughs) special people want special drinks. So to me, I feel like there's so much. And as I was looking at these videos or, or as I was watching, I was thinking about how much we are like a tree. And did you know that a tree, or this is what I've been told. I'm not a, tree person, whatever you call those people. I think there's a name for those people. But trees, really what is on top of the earth is pretty much reflected underneath. That's what their root structure is. Now I know a pine tree just has this long shaft kind of going down into the ground. And that's why when a a pine tree um, the stump gets grind, arborist, thank you Paige, um, and Tim, and Amy, um, they all did it. They all said it. When they, you know, when they're they, whatever, they break up the trunk. There's usually like a, a, when after it disintegrates, right? In time, there's just a big hole. And in my yard, there's a bunch of holes like that. They're, you know, this big, uh, 12 inches, maybe 10 inches, maybe a little bit bigger um, in some places. And it was where a tree was. And if it's super deep, it's more than likely a pine tree. Some trees, like a oak, it really spreads out and they spread out pretty short, like from the, they don't grow super, super tall, and then spread out, kind of like a pecan tree. But I didn't know that, did you guys know that? That really the same thing is kind of on top is sort of reflected, not necessarily the leaves, but how the branches are, and nobody's responding. So I guess you guys are all in awe. Anyway, I think about, I haven't quite made an analogy for all these things, but I think about it. I think about all the limbs, right? our limbs as uh, creativity options or our limbs as uh, maybe buckets where we can get money, um, things that can make money. Um, Use what you do in a new way, as what Matt said. Um, He said he approached a good friend who's an excellent animator to collaborate his illustration and um, his friend's animation. It worked and we started our own animation studio instantly another income stream. I do think collaboration's huge. I think, you know, um, Matt, maybe you hadn't thought about doing a um, course, but now me and you have talked, and maybe you will, who knows? Um, so, um, and Jeremy says, oak trees do more damage when they fall because of how far their roots are spread. But look at the top of a tree. It's definitely spread like that. I think about, look at the bark a low part of a tree it has a lot of layers and I think about the rings of a tree and this is how we if you cut a tree and you're looking at the rings you can see if a tree was in a drought you can see if a tree was um if there was a lot of water if it was really healthy year it's the same way with us you know you can tell if we are in a creative drought by what we're making. If you look, think about the rings of the tree are like our sketchbooks and Hey, look, there's Amy's sticker. Um, and it's what's in there. That's, this is how we tell our years. And if, if we have lots of these, then we have an old, we have an old life, right? So I, I think about this bark and I think about the bark on those far ends of the tree. It's the last analogy. So, you know, the bark at the bottom is kind of, um, so it would be like somebody, uh, giving me a critique on something that was so ingrained in who I was, um, that I, you know, I'm not really, I don't know. It's just been there. Maybe it's crusty and old. Maybe it's, I need to change, or maybe it's something so in me that I can't change, or I don't want to change because it's just about who I am. But then I think about the bark on the end of the tree, right? Like, like right there, it's really difficult, there. So this bark is really, you know, it's not rough, it's really green, I can still really bend it, it's been on the ground for a couple days. It's really flexible, and there's not a lot of bark, you know, it's just a thin layer. So that means we can take critique, or we should be able to take critique and take um, help, get help, search for help when we're learning something new and when we're trying. And I think it's, it's funny that, that, that is so close to the, to the fruit. And then there's fruit, right? These are the things that maybe make us money. Um, these are things that, that, and I don't think it's always about money. I think these are the things that give us joy. Um, and we talked about that a couple weeks ago with the Chin Up Chinchilla that that project isn't about money. It's really about the joy and about collaborating. So the rings, the bark, um, the bark on the new growth, the, the roots, I haven't, oh, the fruit. I was like, what is that word? <clears throat> anyway, I think you have to be willing to let some go. So. <laughs> Tim says that pecans give him joy in pie form. I'll remember that, Tim. Try to bring you pecan pie, next Creative South. But you have to let some fruit go. Just like I have 10 or 11 buckets, I need to maybe focus and and really focus. And maybe I keep 11 buckets, but then I say for this month or this part of the month, I'm going to tell people about this. And then in the next week, I'm going to tell people about this other thing. And so that you're not always getting the same ask. And I also feel like that's where I've really had a hard time asking for support or whatever, right? Um, I'm never asked. I've just always done it myself. And I don't know if that's like a Gen X thing. And I just want to be like, I'm too prideful to ask. But maybe maybe it is. But I also feel like I'm at a point where um, I'm happy. I've been really following some other people on Patreon and seeing how they're how they do it, and really, you're. I'm getting content. I'm getting valuable content. I'm getting um, something, whether it's content or access or or whatever, so that. I feel like I'm getting something. I feel like I'm also able to support some people that I really believe in there and I don't want them to quit. And so I don't know if that's something you guys struggle with is asking for that or maybe you know Matt when you had this idea with a friend the animator friend you know, sometimes you're like, I don't know if this is going to work, but that's where new growth happens. You got to be able to put out some new shoots and try something, and it may or may not work. But you have to be willing to let things fall, and you have to be willing to let things fail. So, I know I had lots of um, super super sweet emails, and I have been drawing more. Um, so, I'm drawing not great or anything, but I'm drawing. So. I do art snacks, so I did a little sketch of a little painting that I'm going to do, which is right there, and then I did these little green guys, and then I did some more while I was at church. Clearly, we had communion, and then, so because we had to put my cat to sleep, these were a fork and a knife, obviously not the top part, but the fork and the knife, I thought they looked like tears, so he has big tears. And then I have this little one is the one I'm happy about because my friend Ellen um, and I are doing green, so I did this collage and I'm happy with it. I don't think it's finished, but at least it's I'm at least I'm playing and I'm okay to fail. And it said "hop and dine," and I chose it to "hop and die." I just think it's so funny. Like who would hop and die? Like hopping is so like skipping, you know, like fun. Anyway, um, so Jeremy's saying when he physically writes things down, even a note in his phone, then he's more committed to completing it or attempting than if he simply says it out loud. The note on his phone is pinned to the top so that every time he opens his notes, he sees it. Oh, yeah, I was going to do that. So um, I like I like that uh, idea. I also have definitely been writing more. I'm using this fun little Be Smart book, and so I'm trying to write down when I'm doing a um, a talk. I'm trying to write down some of the things that I'm trying to get across. Today probably wasn't as as strong, but you got to see some some wind pictures. Or movies and I was trying to see if there were any other really good ones but I do think we are like trees we got to see where it is I definitely don't want to be like a pecan tree um, where I'm holding I put too much into one shoot and then if I lose my pecans man that's a whole bucket that I've lost and now I have to change my lifestyle But I also want to be flexible enough to pick up and move if I need to move or try to do something new, even if it's uncomfortable. And for me, doing the Patreon is is uncomfortable, but I'm coming around. Um, I do appreciate everybody who reached out and I got a ton of emails. So thank you so much. We had to put our oldest cat to sleep and she was 18 to 20. Not sure um, she had a couple surgeries this in the last two weeks and then she's been sick since July. So it's been a long time and she's just such a good cat, but she was, I think at like five and a half pounds and she, you know, she just kept losing weight. She had a thing cancer we found out on Monday, um, on her. So she couldn't really swallow. Anyway, her name was skinny because she was really skinny, always really skinny. Now she was even more skinnier. And so, anyway Wednesday was a huge blessing even though we had the storm I didn't have to go to work because I teach from 8 to 12 so I was able to spend that whole morning with her and we just watched a movie and she's not normally inside but since she's been sick obviously she's been inside and it was just a terrific way to go I think for me to be able to spend that time and my husband got to spend time the night before with her and So it was really, the storm was a blessing. So I also feel like that pruning maybe isn't always something we like, but you got to be able to see the blessing in it. And for me, I also thought about, you know, last week I told you about that other opportunity that I had in another school. And I feel like, you know, I've still gone back to that in my head. Oh, you know, I wish I would have maybe done that or maybe, you know, and I think, you know what, I would have never been able to spend this time with skinny if I'd been In another location because we would have had school and I also feel like um, you know she would not have been able to travel with me if I'd gone you know I don't know if she would have made the trip or I don't know if I'd been able to do everything I did for her. so even if it was just that one little part of life I feel like I'm it was like a I don't know a, a clarity that I made the right choice and so Anyway, I guess you always need lots of those, especially if you're not regretting, but you're questioning a decision. And I just feel like God gave me a blessing by not having her get sick. But you know what I mean? Maybe that sounds really, really terrible. Hop and die, I guess. Anyway, um, I don't know what else to say. I feel like I'm leaving it on a crazy end. Um, I'm going to throw my pecans away. They should be dark brown. They shouldn't be green. Uh, Maybe that's a whole nother analogy, but think about, I want you guys to think about what you could do, um, what you could do, where you could put more energy, or maybe some things that you have as options that you're not telling people about. So Taylor, thank you so much. You said um, your collage work is amazing. Um, Love the skateboards you were doing. I still have some more skateboards to do for sure. Um, And Deborah says, absolutely the universe just the universe puts us where we need to be even if things seem horrible they may be blessings in disguise have faith i do think it just takes time we just don't know what happens sometimes people the other people who are going to be in our lives aren't ready for us yet or the the opportunities or the people that we're going to touch or something i definitely value people and and you know it's not always about the money. Sometimes when we're really, really thin, that's all we can think about. So I feel like if you're not in a thin place, then this is a great time. Desperation, you know, I've got to get a job. I just got to get a job. Then you need to just be able to go to the Lowe's and and work at Lowe's or or Costco or or wherever you want to work to make some money. Like me waiting tables. Um, You know, to me, I need to do better at not spreading myself so thin and having something focused, having a, Hey, this week of this month, I'm going to focus on this or tell people about this or um, give this kind of content. And so are you a content creator? Are you sharing some of the things that make you, you do you know what makes you you? Um, You know, maybe it's about talking to somebody new. Maybe you need to connect with somebody else in this chat and say, Hey, you know what? I, I just need you to look at my stuff. I need somebody else, an outsider. I need to explain my story and I need you to help me figure out where I can um, monetize or what else I could, could do. Because when you're in the place of desperation, meaning you're in the middle of the storm and the, you just don't want the limb to break. Sometimes we just have to have the limb break and it's very uncomfortable right? It's uncomfortable for the other people around you as well because they don't want you to be hurt. But I feel like sometimes we have to be pruned and sometimes we get to prune ourselves and then sometimes it happens to us. Whether it's an accident or somebody in our family um, has an accident, I feel like those are, it, it sucks. It's really bad, but I feel like those are times of growth. And I know I've told this before, this is where I feel like we have valleys. You have valleys when you're walking and you're not just going to have one valley that you walk through. In life, you're going to have a ton of them. You're going to have a ton of peaks, but you have to have people who are going to keep pushing you through that valley and saying, hey, this isn't the end. This isn't where I know you're going to get out of this. And I feel like when you're in your valley, that is the time. That's when you're going to have that's your richest time to help somebody else. Because once you get through it, somebody else is going to be put in your path and you're going to be able to share that valley story. So David in the um, in the Bible, and I don't even remember, I always say this, I can't remember what book it is, but David and Goliath, right? David was a shepherd and he was not anywhere near being, you know, his dad was not proud of him. He was out there protecting the sheep, and he was alone. And his dad called him to go check on his other brothers that were fighting in this war, and the Israelites and the—I can't remember the other people, the bad people. Um, somebody, I thought somebody would help me, but um, the palace. Thank you, crew. Palestines were there and they the Palestines had Goliath and they were like, Anybody who can beat Goliath will just do a one on one battle. And who if you win, then you win the war. If we win, we win the war. And nobody wanted no Philistines, Palestines, whatever. We knew what you're talking about. I knew what you meant. Of course I said Palestines. Philistines. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> it was close. So the Philistines said um, that they would, you know, give up. They would, if, if somebody could beat him, but everybody was in that mindset of this is how you have to do it. Like this is how you're going to battle Goliath. Well, David was like probably early teens. So 14, 15, something like that. He'd been out in the wilderness protecting sheep. So it was just him and the sheep and God. Right. So I'm sure it says that he has, he said he had fought. um, bears and lions so I'm sure it was mountain lions probably and and bears trying to get his his sheep and there were many times that he was in the valley right valley of life where he felt really alone and he did not he was like god take this uh bear away I don't want to have to fight this bear But he had to get really good. Think about how good he had to get. How many bears and lions he had to kill or practice with a slingshot, right? This is probably like a, I don't know if it was like this kind of slingshot or if it was like that, but it was something. And he had to have really good accuracy because he had to be able to kill, just like an alligator hunting, you have to kill an alligator in a specific part of their head because it's the only place that's soft. Same thing. He had to hit the bear or the mountain lion in the temple or somewhere else. So valleys are real, Jeremy. Absolutely. Thank you. Crew said 1 Samuel 17 is David and Goliath. So think about this. So I'm sure David was like, no, no, save me from this. Save me from this. And there was no saving. He had to go through that. And had he not gone through all those battles with lions and bears, mountain lions more likely, he would have not been able to kill Goliath, but they kept thinking you were going to do Goliath, kill Goliath, fight Goliath the way we wanted you to fight Goliath. And this is totally how creativity works. We don't think the way other people think we got to come at problems in a new way. And to me, when you are down there and somebody says, Oh, put on this armor, do it this way. This isn't, that's not the way to do it. So it's not always the way to do it. I think there's people can guide us. Absolutely. But for this, he was not going to have hand to hand combat. And I learned a bunch of this from a Beth Moore Bible study and then listening to um, Malcolm Gladwell's David. I Maybe it's David and Goliath. It's a book. Anyways, he writes a lot of business stuff, but it's a really good book anyway I know I've talked about this but valleys are that's the valley but he used his valley what he learned in the valley to help get him to the top and this was he became king right so he also beat Goliath thankfully and chopped off his head with Goliath's own sword I think so Jeremy said valleys are real and they can be rough he worked three jobs in the first two years when they moved to Charlotte to pay the bills none of which were in his field um, but I believe in that karma is watching out for the good we do, the hard work we put into everyday lives, the way we interact with others, and it all returned in threefold. We've just, we have to just be patient and diligent. I totally agree. You have to keep walking, you have to keep moving. You can't not do anything. So, what is it that you should be doing? What is it that you should be focusing on or telling people about or maybe working on? that will get you in that right place. Um, he says it's best to stay, stay positive and worrying means you suffer twice. Um, absolutely is true, but man, it is hard not to worry, especially if you have anxiety or something like that. Anyway, um, thank you guys for listening and staying on. We're actually going to end early and I'm super proud that I can end early with all my pecans and my... Videos. I had a whole bunch of yard trash and I still have not picked it up, but I will get it. I'm not worried. So, thank you guys for coming. And if you want to follow me, if you're listening on YouTube, you want to get a link so you can come to a live show, you can come if you sign up at rechargingyou.com. And this episode was brought to you by Little Bird Communications. So, um, thank you so much, Matt. I appreciate it. Anyway, I am hopefully going to get some of my buckets more full and I'm going to focus. So next week we were supposed to have, um, a copyright attorney. Well, she got a new job and they don't let her speak to, um, whatever. So she's going to give me somebody else. So I'm not sure what next week will be. It may be a part three. It may be a new thing, but, um, I believe, Oh, I lost a pecan. Um, we will see you guys. You can always follow me on at design recharge on Twitter and Instagram. And I will be getting some, a tree image for this week's um, whatever this week's image for the podcast. It'll be up and I'll be working on it tomorrow. So you guys, what kind of tree are you? Where are you in your Valley walk or your mountain walk? And I can't wait to see you guys next week.